Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. So I'm super stoked. We've got Mark here live with us. Um, Mark, feel free to chime in if you'd like, man. Guys, we have an awesome training called Producers versus Consumers. What's going on, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ready to get into this. Um, this is actually another newer training, so this is not like rehashed or anything. Um, what, what I want you to get out of today is the idea that as a man, you can either be producing or you can be consuming. And while, yes, you can do both and you can consume content and you can consume these things, ultimately your goal, in my opinion, and I think just the world in general would say, if more men would become producers and not just looking to take and not looking to just consume, uh, we would be in a better place. And what I want you to do is as we go through this training, it's, it's kind of heavy. Like there's a lot of points. And so we're, we're, we're going to try to like not overdo it and kill you guys with this. Um, but what we want to do is highlight some things so that you can apply it to your marriage, but also to your life, right? As, as you know, one of the biggest things we talk about in Empowered Man is that we're not here to save the marriage, we're here to save the man. And if the man can be saved, there's a chance for a new marriage. And if your goal ultimately is to have a new marriage with your wife, um, this training might open your eyes to some of those things. Uh, you know, you guys are in your last actual week for the 315 class. You're in your last actual week of week of assignments. So your last call will be next Monday and you get to choose. Do I want to be a consumer who's just constantly consuming stuff? Or am I going to become a producer who's going to actually produce shit in this world? So let's go ahead and, and dive into this. Unless Joe, you want to add something to that? No, I'm excited for this training. You know, it's, it's one of those things that really resonated with me when we spoke about it. Um, I'm super stoked for today, man. Take it away. Yeah. So the first thing is that producers make shit happen. Um, it's so easy to be in a mindset of just like waiting for everything to, to come to me and just, and just waiting for things to happen. And, and I think there's value in that, right? Like, like, I think there's value in waiting. Like you shouldn't be forcing your wife to come back. Right. So don't take this as make shit happen. Go make your wife come back to you. What, what I'm talking about is in your life, people who are producers, men who are producers, make shit happen. They value making shit. They value, they put a value on making things and not just making things happen, but making things, adding to the world. Like imagine if you took the mindset of I'm here to add to what's already been built mm -hmm. as opposed to just taking from what's already been built. Like even thinking about that in our community, in our 30 day challenge journey and when or if, because there's a bunch of you, they're going to end up in our revive community. And when you go into those communities and you go in those other programs that we have where you go, I'm not just here to receive from the other guys that are ahead of me. I'm here also to add value and they value making shit. Here's the other thing they do is they value relationships and put protections in place before shit goes bad. If you've seen my posts in the free Facebook group, I've been I, I use this idea that stop buying life insurance on a dead marriage. And that's because it's what we do. It's like life insurance is meant to protect your life before you die. It's supposed to put economic benefit in place for your beneficiaries should you die. 
But what's happened is the marriage is dead. And now you're trying to buy life insurance. Now you're trying to save it. Now you're trying to do these things. That's not what a producer does. That's what a consumer does It's because they're waiting for shit to happen. They're waiting for the marriage to blow apart. They're waiting for the wife to finally say, finally, fuck you. I don't love you. I'm going to go cheat on you, whatever, because they've been expecting and anticipating that that is what their lot in life is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second, because some of you have self-sabotage at work every single fucking day in your life because you are expecting shit to break. You are expecting life to hand you bad lemons because that's all you've ever known in life. Instead of actually valuing the relationship and going, you know what? I'm going to put protections in place ahead of time before we get to the point of cheating, before we get to the point where she wants to walk out on the marriage. They expect the best in all situations. That's what producers do. They expect the best in every situation. If you're not expecting the best, and you're constantly expecting the worst, you will have what you expect. Like when I built Empower Man, I didn't just go, well, man, I just, I just hope five guys just show up one day and just become clients of mine. That'd be awesome if just five guys would become clients. I said, no, fuck that. I have a message. I have a voice. Millions of men need to hear what I have to say because I believe in what is inside of me is transformative. And what I've been through and the journey I've been through and the things I've experienced in my life are like molded so that I can help men just like you, where you're at in the situation you're in, because I was fucking there. I know what that feels like. I know the pain where your wife says, I don't love you anymore, or says you're dead to me, or you find out she's cheating or whatever the fuck led you to this place. I understand what it's like. And I'm saying that you don't have to expect that it's just going to be bad that you can actually change your expectation. We call that raising your necessity is changing your expectation, raising the necessity of how you live your life. There's a podcast I did on that idea of how you grow in momentum. And that is when you change the expectation, you change the necessity of how you will determine your life based on what you do. Let's go to the next one. Consumers wait for it to happen. They're constantly paralyzed by fear. They consume information instead of becoming transformed into the information they already have. That means this is like, guys, we're giving you content. We're giving you things and you can either become a parrot of those things where you just like say it back to a group or go, oh, you should do this or, oh, you should do that. Or they become that thing. Instead of just talking about boundaries, they become boundaries. Instead of just talking about manipulation, they become someone who is able to identify manipulation and stop it. Joe, you got something? Yeah, and I, I think it's important to zoom in on this because um, I feel like this is something we see. Uh, we see guys giving the information and supporting others with the information, but not actually like embodying the information and actually using the information. Um, and I think it's really easy to say, walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, you know, don't just talk about it, but actually use these tools. Um, when you continue to consume and consume and consume, there's no transformation there. And yeah, man, I just wanted to add that little anecdote into there. I appreciate that. You're exactly right. And, and while the information is good and we want you to receive the information at some point in your journey, the information has to become who you are. If it doesn't become it, if you never become the book, what is the purpose of reading the book? To say, I read the book, I learned about it. I learned all the skills and strategies you could ever know about how to talk to your wife about communication and boundaries and all these things. But what good is that? What profit does it profit a man if you, if you do that, but you never actually become it, where you, you, you never actually change your identity into a producer instead of a consumer? 
the other thing they expect the worst to always happen just like we were talking about they expect that the worst is always going to happen that she's eventually going to leave me this is always going to be this way and they think the world is out to get them this one is so pervasive in the men we work with or the men that come through our application process to work with us or even come in the 30-day journey where they think the world is out to get them Mm -hmm. We have several guys who are not several guys. We've had multiple guys who've come through and their automatic expectation is, oh, this is just some pitch. Oh, you're just trying to steal my money. Oh, you like their mindset is so fixed on the negative. Their mindset is so fixed on their wounds, their own issues. They can't even take what we're giving them as as actual anecdotal evidence that we are for you, not against you. Whether you continue to revive and momentum and all our other programs doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is that you become what we're teaching you, that you actually take that in. We know it's not for everyone, but the world is not out to get you. Your wife is not out to get you. I got this book recently. I'm only showing it because it's a really good one. It takes what it takes. Don't read it yet. It's about, it's different for where you guys are at, but it's a mindset book. And I was reading on Amazon, the reviews for it. Um, he's actually the mindset coach for Russell Wilson, uh, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. And it, the reviews for it were like really kind of mixed almost. And I was, and I was, and I was reading, I was like, why, why is it like this? And it was because like, there were some people that literally were just like, Oh, I just don't get it. I just, he just, he just tells stories. He just does those things. And I'm like, no, what they fail to recognize is how to extract value out of what is being put in front of them. And I, I looked at that book. I said, I'm going to tear into this book. Is he giving me seven tips for how to have a stronger mindset? Maybe he's giving me one or two or three. But the fact of the matter is he's telling stories that I can pull the gold out of because I am a producer. I am not investing my three hours into reading this book for no reason. I am investing in this book because I want to become the book. I want the stronger mentality. I want to have a mindset like Russell Wilson or some of those champions because that's the way I see myself. And the more you see yourself that way, the less of a consumer you become and the more of a producer you become. Let's go to number two. Manage time well. This is another big one, right? Producers manage their time well. They plan their day, their week, their year. How many of you actually plan your day, your week, and your year? And that's how most men live their fucking lives. Mm -hmm. They live their lives in reactive mode as consumers as opposed to producers who are not reactive but active. You're still living in like this small little bubble of my day, my week, my day, my week. There's no long-term actual planning that goes into where do I want to be a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years. So what happens is you just kind of just evolve into this, this man that you are. Mm -hmm. And I always say this thing that, that women don't leave you because of who you've become. What I, I, I'm going to say it wrong. They don't leave because of the things that you mess up. It's, it's because of who you become over time. Like you've lost yourself along the way. And that's so many of you have lost yourself along the way. Like you don't manage your day. Your, your day manages you. You go, Mark, what does this have to do with my wife? What does this have to do with all these things? Has everything to do with it because your wife is looking for you to lead. Your wife is looking for you to produce, not just produce income, but that's a part of it. Some of you have got to be better at producing income. You are producing, you are income producing beings who are sitting on your asses and your assets. And instead of actually living in the world, you're living in fucking fear. Mm -hmm. And my challenge is for you to manage your time well. My challenge, my challenge for you is that you would have identity-based goals. And that is where your goals are not 
just like out there, like, oh, someday I want to become a multi-billionaire. No, where it's like, I want to be this type of man. I want to be the type of man who shows up for his kids, who's present for his kids, who's present for his wife, who decides, you know what? I'm going to put my feelings aside for a second and communicate with her in a healthy way and hear her and understand her and where she's going and what she's actually doing. Let's see what a consumer does. So consumers waste time spinning their wheels. They're always living for tomorrow and never take action because they're afraid to fail. This is a big one. This was me for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Always living for tomorrow, like, oh, someday, someday, and never taking action. And matter of fact, the older you get, the more prevailing this becomes. There's a lot, there's some of you guys here, you might go, yeah, man, I've noticed this over time, my 30s, 40s, 50s. And it's like, I keep saying someday, 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 but I'm, I'm too afraid to fail. I'm afraid if I do this, then this will happen. They get paralyzed by inaction because they're living in fear of the unknown. All of this relates to your marriage. All of this relates to who you are and how you've shown up in your marriage. Your wife is desiring leadership. Confidence to a woman is like catnip to a pussy. I'll say it again. Confidence to a woman is like catnip to a pussy. And that means that they're craving your confidence and where you go, you know what? I'm not just going to waste my time spinning my wheels. I'm not just going to be on Xbox all day or watch movies all day or watch sports all day, but I'm actually going to plan my life out a little bit. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with playing a little Call of Duty, a little Madden. I do that too. But what I'm saying is that when that becomes your life and you're not, you're not planning anything because you're just so paralyzed, paralyzed by fear, of course, Of course, she has nothing to look forward to. She has nothing to look forward to because you are a man of inaction. You are paralyzed by fear because you're living in the fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown has got you to a place where some of you came into this because you were fear of the unknown. You're like, I have no idea what I'm about to come against with her. So I need to come into this 30 day challenge and like get a hold of my shit and like just figure some things out. And, and that's why I'm here today is because I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of what is going to happen. The more dialed in, the more of a producer you become, the less that becomes an issue because you start to focus on a plan. Time isn't managing you. You're managing time. You're taking control because you're an empowered man. The final thing they do is they're too attached to the outcome. So they try to manipulate every situation possible. We see this all the time, all the time with our men, Right. Like how many times do we see this where it was like, dude, you just got to detach yourself from the outcome. Tell me, tell me about a guy, Joey, that where we go, dude, you just need to detach from the outcome. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I said it on today's thrive call at least six or seven times. Um, and it's, it's one of these things that it's, it's probably one of the most challenging things is detaching from the outcome. Um, and the second you do detach from that, you can actually put the focus all on you. And I guess one of, one of the most simple ways to put it is until you detach from the outcome, you're not all in on doing the work on yourself. Yep. I love that. I love that because it's true. We, we have guys in, in, in revive. We have guys in thrive. We have, it doesn't matter what program they're in with us and the, and what they still struggle with and what you're probably struggling with right now is that, okay, if I do this, then how will she respond? If I say this, what will that make her think if I do this? And they're trying to manipulate the outcome of their marriage based upon how they respond, what they do, all these things. Now, I'm not saying it's not important to be cautious, and I'm not saying it's not important to you know, have an understanding of what she's thinking and feeling. What I am saying is that it's not okay to manipulate the outcome. Manipulating the outcome just means this. If I have to manipulate her so that she stays married to me, or that so she comes back to the marriage, I'm going to have to manipulate her so that she stays married to me long-term. 
Think about that. Do you want a woman who lives with you, who is in your bed and loves you supposedly because you manipulated her? Or do you want her there because she has freely loved you? Yeah. Sit on that for a second. Do you want her in your bedroom, in your life, because you've manipulated her to stay or to come back? Or do you want her there because she saw something in you and decided she wanted to come back? Yeah, it's, man, I was just talking about this today on one of our calls. Um, it was a little situation where it was a small scenario, but it all came back to him manipulating her into not doing something. And it's like, if it starts with the little things and then the little things actually become a part of the bigger picture in the grand scheme of things. And yeah, it's, it's wild. And that's a great way to put it. Forced love isn't love. Totally. And, and if you can, if you can not just grasp and understand that, but if you can right now make a fucking agreement with yourself that I will not manipulate my wife so that she would be with me and let go of that for a second, you will have huge growth right now. I'm going to challenge you guys right now to make an agreement that you are not going to manipulate her. That if your marriage is to work, it is going to be from a place of healthiness, not from unhealthiness. Your kids do not need you to be married that bad. I'm going to say that fucking again. Somebody needs to hear that. Your kids do not need you to be married that bad that you have to manipulate and that you have to keep this thing together. Because some of you are thinking that right now, that was me. I was that guy. I manipulated her to come back and it didn't last. Why? Because it was built on lies and manipulation. It was not built on truth. Mm-hmm. A marriage that's built on truth is built on solid ground. A marriage that's built on manipulation and lies and unhealthy, toxic relationship styles will not last. It won't. Absolutely. Let's go to the next one. I, could, I think I could belabor that point for a long time. There's so much meat on that bone. Yeah. All right, number three, producers create assets. Mm-hmm. So when define an asset, time, you create, your, you create time for yourselves by, by protecting it from consumers, right? If you have a manipulative wife, toxic relationship, you protect your time or you create time for yourself by protecting it from her. If she's constantly trying to make you do things and if you don't do this, then she'll do this. That's called manipulation. You have to protect your time. You have to create time for yourself by doing that. That's what a producer does. If, if you notice, like, like if you've ever tried to get with a, I don't know, a celebrity or a, or a high successful business person or an athlete or something like that, and you just go, hey, man, can we just go get, can, we, can I go to lunch with you and pick your brain? And be like, dude, no way. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Why? Because you're just in it for you. You're just there trying to consume and suck things out of them. Because you're all about you and that's all you care and that's all you think about. I have people all the time who are trying to pick my brain. I have guys in the 30-day challenge who are trying to get free coaching for me. I am not going to coach you if you hit me in Messenger. I'm just not. Because I have a business that I'm running and you have not entered into that agreement with me. And so therefore, I protect my time against consumers. Now, when you become a producer and you enter into a new realm of relationship with me or Joey or my team at a different level, absolutely, we will engage because that's what we're there for is to engage at that level. Next thing they do is relationships. They turn relationships into an asset by protecting it. This is huge. This is important. Again, I have few really, really good relationships and those that I have, I protect. I invest in those relationships. I see my relationships as something of value. Did you do that with your wife? Do you do that with your kids? Do you do that with your friends? 
Are you investing in them and creating an asset out of those relationships? And I don't mean an asset that you're going to be able to bum money off them. And maybe sometimes that does happen, but a true asset where it's a give and take between two people where there's this healthy exchange. It's not, it's not about a transaction, but about an exchange of value. Everybody understand that. So a transactional relationship is one that's built on, I get something from you, you do something for me. And that's all it is there. It's just a transaction. You know, you have a piece of gum. I have some money. I'm going to give you the money in exchange. So that's a transactional relationship. Whereas an exchange of value is saying, Hey, I'm going to come to you first and just go, how can I impact your life in a healthy way? How can I help you in a healthy way? How can I do things for you? How can I serve you by doing that? Then the other person says, Oh, you know what? I want to give back to you. I want to exchange of value. And if they don't, they just become consumers. Guess what I'm doing? I'm protecting myself from the consumer by creating that. But those who are not consumers, but also producers, I come to them and I serve them and I give them this relationship. Then they produce back value. It's an exchange of value. Some of you might be going, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, this is so high level for some of you that you may not even understand it, but that's okay. Let this shit sink into you and look at this in your own life. Look at this with your wife. Did you turn that relationship into an asset by protecting it or did you kill it? Money. They turn money into an asset by protecting instead of wasting it on their wounds. It's a huge one. <laughs> We get guys all the time who want to, who want to invest in our, in our high ticket program and they'll want to invest. And they're like, man, I just, I just need this. I need this help and all these things. And I'm like, great, this is, this is the investment. And they're like, oh man, I, I don't know if I could do that. I was like, bro, have you ever bought this before? Have you ever done this? Have you ever invested in a car? Have you ever bought a house? You ever, you ever do those things? Like, yeah, yeah, of course you made it happen. Right. Well, yeah. Cause I had, cause I wanted it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the fact is, is, is that we spend money on our wounds all the time. We will buy shit we don't need because we're trying to literally relive something. We're trying to protect something. We're trying to live from a place that we don't, right? So many people are so over leveraged in debt with debt that don't do shit for you, right? They're, they're just literally producing stuff like buying TVs or buying, I don't know, uh, baseball game tickets or, or, or Disneyland tickets or whatever, when they don't even have the other things in play in their life, right? They don't even have basic savings, investments and, and whatever. And they're just like spending money on their wounds as opposed to actually turning into an asset, protecting it, insurance, investments, whatever, because they don't know how to do that. So producers create assets. Consumers don't. Consumers are just consuming shit for the purpose of what? Wasting it on their wounds. Yeah. Final piece of this, man, whew, there's a lot here. I think we've only got one other point after this. So we will be, I will be done with this in a little bit. Investment vehicles, they invest money into investment vehicles to maximize the return. I mean, that's pretty much the key. Yeah, ben, so true. Only surround yourself and invest those if something you gain from investor are strong. Yep. Yep. You know, he's an investor. Um, they invest money into investment vehicles to maximize the return. That's what producers actually do. Let's get into, let's get into consumers and what they do. So consumers, they are wasting others' time, other people's time by venting. Do not come into this group to vent. We say it all the time. Harness the venting anger. Harness what you're feeling. Learn how to use brevity. Learn how to articulate, I'm feeling this. This is why I'm feeling. We don't need your eight pages of backstory. We don't need to know every fucking thing about you and your life and what you've been through and all these things. And it's not that we don't care about you, but it's that we want to help you. We're not therapists. We're coaches. We're going to coach you to the next point from point A to point B. We don't need to go backwards to negative C to get you to B. 
So it's important that you understand that. It's important that if you're gonna be a producer, you don't waste other people's time by just venting to them. Consumers are like vampires. They suck other people dry. Anybody ever been around somebody like that where it's like, oh my gosh, every time I'm around that person, I just, I feel like I'm dry. Yeah. Joey, you know some people like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know enough people like that. And it's it's saddening because, you know, they're on their journey just like you're on yours. And it's once you choose to consciously make that shift from consumer to producer, um, you can really start seeing those things very clearly. Yeah. So look at your own life. Are you a vampire sucking other people's time dry? Are you one of these guys that's going around venting to everyone, wasting other people's time, wasting their energy, trying to get people to feel sorry for you instead of owning your own shit, learning how to deal with these things and moving forward in a healthy way. Another thing is they are borrowers instead of savers. Whew. They're always borrowing from people, borrowing their time, borrowing their resources. I don't have enough for this. So I got to borrow this. They're in debt because of it. They don't know how to save money because of it. They are consumers instead of producers. They don't have investments as they're always living hand to mouth, always living hand to mouth. They're always living hand to mouth, which means that they literally have no investments. Um, they have, you know, their, their money is like barely there. And this just, this is, this is an actual thing. <clears throat> like if you find yourself constantly in a rut of struggling financially, there is usually something emotionally behind it. Like people are so quick to judge the market or say, oh, I lost my job because of this or that. And it's like, but you realize you can learn other skills and you can do other things and you can have a side job. I've never had just one job. I always had a job and a side hustle. <laughs> Even when I barely made money, I had a job and a side hustle to help pay the bills and to do those things. But there is, an, there is a shift. There is a level of shift that needs to happen for you for you to become a producer, where a producer isn't just about living hand to mouth. Producers like, you know what? I want to live in abundance. I want to have more than enough because if I live in abundance and I'm smart with my money and I'm smart with the way I make money, guess what I can do? I can invest in things. I can have a legacy for my kids that when shit's going on around me, I'm not freaked out with, with coronavirus or these things or, or whatever, because I'm smart with how I leverage my assets. I'm a producer, not a consumer. All right, let's go to the last point leveraging assets <laughs> this is it they're not afraid of playing the game they aren't afraid of the, playing the game because they play to win they play to win some of you here are not playing to win you are playing to fucking not lose so you're like okay what do i do how do i do this what do i say how do i say that <sighs> What, what if she leaves me? What if she files for divorce? What if she calls the lawyer? What if all my friends hate me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if you're playing the what if game and that what if game is not the game to win. You can't win the what if game. Let me say that again. You cannot win the what if game. If you are playing the what if game, you are going to lose every single time. Why? Because the what if game is geared towards negativity. It's geared towards victim energy. It's geared towards holding you in a pattern in a place where you will never win because every time you think of a solution to that, you will always have another negative consequence. Well, what if I do this? And then I do that. Then this happens and that happens. And your mind, you're just, you're in a mind fuck because of it. And my goal with this is to teach you, it's about leveraging the assets you've built, right? So 
take finances out of it again, because these assets, time, right? Time, relationships, all these things you're building right now, you're building time, you're creating time for yourself by being a part of this group. Why? Because we're shortening your time for success. By you being in this 30 day challenge, you have shortened your time for success because you're gaining principles, you're gaining tools so that you can be more successful quicker in your life. There is the slow lane and the fast lane. And you may not be in our fast lane program, but you are definitely not where you were, where you were just trying to do this shit on your own. And some of you are going to leverage up to our fast lane stuff and you're going to go even faster. And some of you won't. Totally up to you, but you play to win the game. Don't be afraid of winning. Let's go to the next one. Consumers don't have assets, so they're afraid to play the game. They criticize other people, especially people with healthy relationships who talk weird, who have money. They must be greedy, right? I've seen this one so many times where um, a guy will start changing the way he communicates and the wife will go, why are you talking to me like a therapist? That's a consumer who's responding out of their own negative energy, if you will. They're responding out of their own woundedness who are basically like, oh, I'm going to criticize you because you're trying to change the way you talk. Or people will criticize people with money. And uh, answer Ken's question, please. I got yeah. it. <laughs> um, who have money, right? They're, 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 they're questioning them or they criticize them because they're, they're, they're insecure of their own assets. They're insecure of their own shit. Consumers play to lose because they're in fear. They never go all in on anything. They never go all in on anything or I didn't, I'm going to put this in there or they go all in on the wrong things. See, if, if you're a consumer, when it comes to your marriage, you're going all in on saving the marriage. And that is the wrong thing to go all in on. If you would change your mindset and go all in on saving you, meaning that you would become an empowered man, meaning that you would become a man who, who speaks like a leader, who communicates like a leader, who sets boundaries that demand respect, who owns his own shit, who understands what he values and leads his life. If you would become that, you will either attract your ex-wife back or you will repel her. And again, we talked earlier about manipulation. If you were trying to attract her back using manipulation techniques, you're keeping her for the wrong reasons. You're doing it. Most men do this. Most men do not want to face rejection. They don't want to face the fear of the fact that this woman no longer loves them. And so they are doing everything they can to manipulate, say, oh, it's about my kids. Oh, it's about this. Oh, it's about all these other external conflicts instead of the internal conflict of, I feel like a five-year-old boy who's been stripped of his own parents right now, or whatever it is that you actually feel at that moment. Consumers play to lose because they never go all in on anything. They're always like, well, I'll try this a little bit and I'll try that a little bit and I'll try this, I'll try that. Instead of going all in on their own growth, you as a producer, if you were to go all in on your own growth, you will make it. And not only will you make it, you won't just survive, you will thrive. That's why our next program is called Revive because we want to bring you back to life. Some of you are so dead or have been dead and it's time to be revived into the next thing. That's all I got. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. 
Now listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that bandaid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge, and I will see you on the inside.